time for another Pinball Profile, live on location at District 82. I'm your host, Jeff Teols. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, pinballprofile at gmail.com. And if you'd like to show your support, thank you so much. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash pinballprofile. I'm seeing somebody for the first time live. Now, I've seen this woman on stream. I was watching Pincinnati, and I'm like, who's that person commentating? First of all, I'm looking at the standings. Very good player. And then I'm hearing this wonderful commentator. I obviously enjoy people who do a good job. And that would be Elizabeth Gieske, who's joining me right now. How are you doing, Elizabeth? Hi there. I'm doing awesome. How are you? It's nice to finally meet you because watching you, watching Justin, and of course, Eric's big production at Pincinnati, wish I was there in December. It's such a wonderful event. And actually an event, you weren't even supposed to be there, were you? No, I was certainly not supposed to be in the tournament. I completely missed the signups, but I got on the wait list, and then um, enough people didn't show up because the power went out on Saturday. That's right. Yes, so I was able to get in, and I was so happy that I could uh, participate. But you were fantastic when you did participate. You were really doing very well, and I think it was near the end when you jumped in the booth after maybe being out, but it was a great experience. Tell me about your Pincinnati experience and and how well you did. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I finished fourth, so that was in itself amazing. Uh Um, And it was not an easy road to get there. I was on the bubble for to even make it into the quali- or past the qualifying into the finals, and there was a, a tiebreaker on stars, and uh, you had to win. It was winner winner go home. Um, so I won that game, and then I got to the next round. Um, it was just really cool being around so many great players and being able to compete with them. And also, uh, it was just it's really fun. It has a water feature. Only pinball tournament with a water feature. Explain that. Uh, Cincinnati is in a hotel. Yes, and, beautiful hotel. Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, the it's, it's a Hampton and. Um, the pinball tournament itself is in the lobby area where there's a giant water oh. fountain. Yeah, so there's a fountain that kind of wraps around the whole arena. So it's it's kind of nice. It's very different. I say if you're going to win Pincinnati and you come away with the victory, you have to do a dive into that fountain. That should be a rule. <laughs> I, uh, I um, well, I guess it's a good thing that I didn't win then because I don't <laughs> think I would want to do that. We look forward to that tournament. Again, it'll come out in December. And as you mentioned, Elizabeth, it will sell out quickly because of the fine job they do. But you live in northern Kentucky, and I know there's an event coming up in a little while, the Louisville Arcade Expo. It's coming up, I want to say, March 10, 11, 12, roughly around there. Yes. It's the same weekend as the Nationals, which is a little unfortunate. No, no. That's where you're wrong. Do they shift it? No. You're right. It is the weekend of the Nationals, and you're saying that's unfortunate. What you're forgetting is all the great players are going to be at the Nationals, so those are people we don't have to compete against. Think of that. Well, that's true, but That's I, a big carrot. I think it's really, really cool being able to play against the best players. That's why I'm here. So They are definitely here at District 82 for this uh, Stern Pro Circuit event, and you're playing very well, too. Um, right now, we're currently we're in a Classics Fair Strikes tournament, and you're near the top, so uh, this, is, this is pretty impressive. It makes you feel good. Oh, it's a definitely a breath of fresh air. I think I played the Classics a lot better than the new Sterns here. Um, just the, the newer games are set so difficult. It made me feel like I didn't even know how to play pinball. But um, I'm glad to have this reset, and it's very refreshing being able, to, being able to play to the ability that I know I can play. So I would imagine in northern Kentucky you probably make it to Arcade Legacy and and some of the other places in Ohio, and like you mentioned, Cincinnati. There's a good area of pinball around there. 
Yes. Well, I live in Louisville now. Oh, okay. Yes. So, I, yeah, I am originally from Northern Kentucky. That's where I fell in love with pinball, and I definitely played Arcade Legacy. That's actually where my first tournament ever was. So that was 2018. That is true. Yes. And and you, that was kind of your one tournament, but really you're getting into it in 2019, and then this stupid COVID thing happens. You're getting the bug, and then this bug everyone's getting. Well, actually, it kind of helped me out in a way. See, in Louisville, there's this place called Rec Bar. Yeah. Yeah, great food, great people, and really awesome pinball machines. So during 2020, I knew the the guy that was fixing up the games there, and I'm like, can I just come in, play test some of the games, teach me how to solder, you know, whatever. And I feel feel like I really improved a lot of my skills that I might not have if I didn't get that extra time on some free pinball machines. I never thought of that. You know, a lot of people during that COVID time, really, if they had a machine or access to a machine would would practice things they might not normally practice. Yeah, you might go for the wizard mode. You might learn some drop catches, some bounce passes, and things like that. I think it did benefit a lot of people in that aspect. Oh yeah, I was. I, I practiced tap passing. I practiced alley passing. Things that are a little bit more dangerous, and you're kind of nervous about doing. So if you're dropping quarters into a game, maybe you don't want to, you know, waste waste sure. your money, waste a ball. Um, but they really allowed me to um, just relax, figure out figure out a lot of the flipper skills that are helping me out now as a competitive player. So when you come to a tournament like this, is there anything you will not try? Shatsing, drop catches, other things you're like, eh, maybe not? Um, it depends on where I am, how comfortable I am with the game. It's definitely more difficult if I haven't put any time on that machine before. Very much so. It's like even a post-pass I might be a little bit scared to do. Yeah. But that's one thing in Pincinnati that once I leaned more heavily into my skills, that's when I performed a lot better. I had a great combat game on stars just by shatsing, just alley passing back and forth. Boy, that's amazing. So you build up the bonus. That's pretty impressive, too. And maybe the light's on. You get a few extra. That's some great skills. I mean, shatsing is probably the one I was afraid to do the most. What about you? Oh, yeah. Alley passing. Because you feel like such a like an idiot when it goes through and up and over. And you're like, I did the thing. That's what I wanted to happen, except not the out lane. So. Well, shatsing, yeah. The, you're talking about... So shatsing is named after Neil Shatz, for those that many people know. But it's when you or on one flipper let's say you're on the right flipper and you're trying to get it on the left flipper and you can't post pass so what you're trying to do is let the ball roll to the end of the flipper and right before it drains you flip and that should put it on the left flipper probably go up the left in lane and hopefully not up and over which happens on a lot of games especially if the rubbers are on yeah true so a lot of these games here don't have the rubbers on them so a lot of up and overs yeah yeah but there are certain games that i will like strikes and spares here normally i like to tap pass but this one this flipper is so sensitive that it won't allow you to do that very easily okay and the alley pass is a lot safer in the older Bally games, the Bally Tap Pass is very, very popular, especially a game like, oh, I don't know, Paragon. Oh, Paragon's probably the best, my favorite game to Tap Pass on. You can you can do a rolling Tap Pass, and it's just, there's, that, there's no feeling like Tap Passes are my favorite skill in a pinball machine. I always feel so happy when I get pull it off. All right, I'll confess something. The one that I'm afraid to do the most... It's not chatsing. It's not tap-assing. It's drop catches. No. Yeah, I'm scared. What Elizabeth. You know what? I shouldn't be because at worst case scenario, I hold the flipper up early and maybe, you know, it bounce passes or something, but my timing is maybe not there. I'm much older than you, Elizabeth. Let's, you know, we don't, we don't have the skills when we get a little older, but that's the one that in competition, 
I will only do if the ball is really far away from the flipper. It has to be super far away. Mm. Well, there was actually a game I practiced drop catching on, and that was Metallica out of the scoop. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, from the crank it up because it's so slick. I mean. What you're describing is something I first saw somebody do. Daniele Achari, he did that at the Pinburg Finals. Final four, that was a game that was included. He was playing Keith Elwin, who went on to win. But I was watching the drop catches from the scoop, and I'm like, I've never seen that before because of the timing. And on a machine that Daniele had never played before. So that's, uh, well, I'm tipping the cap to you, Elizabeth, on that one. So good on you. I mentioned earlier, I first noticed you when you were commentating again with Justin at Cincinnati, and I was like, boy, she knows her stuff, and she must be playing forever. And then I hear, no, you're just really new to this and new to commentating. You're great at it. Thank you so much. I actually practiced at home. Uh, I watch streams all the time, the DA2 streams. Any stream I can get my hands on, I'll watch it. And it's how it's one of the ways I got really good really quickly was because of the commentators in the booth being able to explain the games, but also all of the techniques and seeing the best people play those machines and seeing their amount of control and flipper decisions. So I definitely wanted to do that. And then I began practicing commentating because if there weren't any commentators in the booth, I'd be like, well, this is what I would say, right? So when Pincinnati rolled around, I noticed that Justin was sitting in the booth. Eric was sitting next to him. But Eric was a tournament director, so he had to be pulled out all the time. So at one point, he got pulled out, and I just like snuck into the booth. And I was like, hey, uh, Justin, can I sit here? And from then on, I'm like, oh, I loved being behind the mic. I thought it was so much fun. In my older radio years, I did some play-by-play for things like baseball and football. And to practice for that, you basically watch a game on television or in pinball. You would watch a stream, and you do exactly what you describe. So I don't know if somebody gave you that advice, but that is the advice they tell broadcasters. Watch it, practice, do it on a tape, listen. Are you saying the thing, same things over and over again? Do you got a lot of ums and ahs and things like that? And do you have a nice cadence? Are you enunciating? I honestly thought you've done this for a long time, so congratulations. Thank you. It helps that, uh, again, yeah, I, I practiced a lot, and I hope that from watching streams, I realized what I liked about certain commentators and maybe not so much about others. So what I learned was always be in full support of the person behind the machine, you know? Brilliant. Absolutely. You're not rooting for one person. You're rooting for everyone. You want people to do well. You don't second guess them. And you did that. Exactly. Yeah. They're always making the right decision, even if it's not the decision you would have made or the mode choice that you would have chosen. I'm their biggest fan when they were playing. For those that are commentating, if you ever get on commentating and if you ever question somebody and the actions they do, just remind yourself, they're playing, you're in the booth. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And that usually that means you're knocked out of the tournament or something, yeah. so they might be playing better than you. That's why I get to do so much commentating. It's not that I'm a good commentator, I'm just always out of the tournament. I know, so it's a, it's a give and take, but really it's a win-win. So when I'm playing in a tournament and I get knocked out, but there's, comment, there's a stream going on, I'm like, oh, well, at least I get to commentate. Otherwise, I uh, would just have to go home. So, Well, you're not going home from here. You're still doing well in this tournament. And we mentioned Louisville Arcade Expo. I've been to that years and years ago. It was one of my first big tournaments, Stern Pro Circuits at the time. And I uh, got to meet some great friends, uh, late David Taylor from Alabama and Chris Warren and all those good people there. And just it was nice to see a lot of people come up there. There were a lot from Pittsburgh, certainly Ohio and Kentucky. And uh, it's going to be fun. I know Wayne's been working really hard. Why don't you tell us what's going on at Louisville Arcade Expo? Oh, well, it is new this year. So this is the first time we're employing the pump and dump format. 
in a card format. So if you're used to Indisc where you have to have all good games on one card, that consistency, that's what you're doing. I like it. I will see how it goes. I've never played in a tournament like that before, but um, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also looking forward to the late night tournament. Is this a rec bar thing? This is a rec bar thing. And I've played in it twice now. And it's kind of like a it's a heckling tournament. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's definitely different than any other tournament. It's all that bourbon you get in Kentucky that might have a little after effect. This could be good. Oh, yeah. And I am a fan of bourbon. And there have been uh, bourbon bottles being passed around at these heckling tournaments but uh it just makes it everyone's in such a good mood we're all um playing competitively but also really silly so it, it's different than anything else i'm looking forward to this one too but it's late night so you might not be you're not you might be playing pinball at five o'clock in the morning so be ready the bourbon keeps you awake listen i've had kentucky bourbon i realized I'm not a very strong drinker when it comes to that. Look at this candy in my back pocket. Oh, ooh. A little Fireball cinnamon whiskey, a little Canadian whiskey. That is more my style. But you know what? When in Rome, when in Kentucky, I'll have to take some of this bourbon for sure. But, again, Louisville Arcade Expo, it's not just this tournament. The whole event is spectacular. Great free play area and a lot of nice vendors. It's fun. Yeah, there is definitely arcade generally focused, yes. you know. So if you're going specifically for pinball, we have that. But we also have a lot of arcade games. There's a lot of cosplay going on. There's a lot of different aspects of this quote-unquote nerddom. I forgot about the cosplay. Are you, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and, and some late-night music and stuff. That's right. right. Yeah. So you get a lot. You get a lot of variety, uh, which is which is fun. You don't know what to expect. All right. Are you doing cosplay? Uh, I have before. I'm more of a uh, medieval renaissance. I like to go to the Renaissance Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah nice. in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll break out my uh, costume for Is that. Is that a big one in Ohio? Tell me about it. Oh, yeah, the Ohio Renaissance Festival. Uh, sorry, I haven't been. Yeah, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So if As it should be. We, yeah. don't, want, we don't want electricity. Go exactly, on. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's in, it's in cor- amongst cornfields and such, but they have a... Um, a uh, permanent residence there so the buildings there and everything are there year round so it makes it feel very out of its time right okay um and, and like purge rules you're allowed to actually joust and kill somebody th- well no, i'm not going okay, to okay fine but That's they do have jousting there oh and my it's kind of my favorite pastime to watch <laughs> but i kind of feel bad watching it i'm like why do i enjoy this so much They're, they are on horses galloping towards each other with with poles and It's different. People have been watching boxing and MMA for years. I mean, some sports are a little violent. It is what it is, but that sounds like a lot of fun. So, okay, cosplay, you've got pinball, you've got arcades, Louisville Arcade Expo. I know Eric actually is going to, unfortunately, or congratulations, he'll be at the North American Championship Mm -hmm. Series because he probably would have been streaming on Chuckwork at LAX. And if he was, I'm sure you'd be streaming. So I'm not sure what Wayne Rouse and some of the other people have. It's still going to be a great tournament. Uh, yeah, we probably won't have the stream. Uh, we haven't last year or the year previous, yeah. but um, and it'll be sad not having Eric there. He's such he's so much fun to play with, be around. He's a really, really, really great guy. Stand up guy for sure, and does a great job with Pinsanati. And one of my favorite things about his stream. Every game you played, he made a little tutorial before, and I thought that was brilliant, especially on some of those games. Yeah, well, Eric has a summer tournament called the Northern Kentucky Open that he holds every summer, and his basement is full of games that are... You've never seen. Yeah, I mean, he's like hoarding them or something. You're like, where is the... He loves the weird 90s Gottlieb games. A new game for him would be... Well, not a new game, but a, a modern game that everyone has for him would be like Excalibur or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah. what? What's this? Yeah, there was an Excalibur 
were there. There was uh, Bad Girls, Big House, um, Gold Wings, which was wild. There's another one. Yeah, that was that was really fun. That was a really cool game. Um, those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. But uh, they're they're wacky, they're weird, and without his tutorials, I would not. I would have no clue what to do behind the flippers. So I'm glad he made them, and they're super super helpful. I know we'll hear more of you. I know we'll see more of you at pinball tournaments because you've definitely got the bug. And if you want to find out where Elizabeth is, just look at the top of the standings. Probably a good chance she'll be there. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much, Jeff. This was really great. Elizabeth Gieske here on Pinball Profile. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. All past episodes, subscriptions, and more are on Facebook. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Pinball Profile. You can email pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please, if you could, if you can, support us on Patreon at Pinball Profile. Don't worry, the show will always be free, but we appreciate your support. I'm Jeff Teolis. And I'm Elizabeth Kieske. <laughs> <laughs> I like it.